Welcome everybody to the Unorthodox Podcast. My name is Ramon here with the other half of Unorthodox. Michelle. And guys, we are going to be talking about something very important today. But before we do, how are you? No, really, how are you today? Michelle, how are you doing? I'm good. How are you doing, Ramon? I'm doing fantastic. And how are you guys doing? Honestly, I'm going to ask you again. Remember, if you had a bad day, it was a day full of experiences. And it wasn't really bad because you can learn something from everything. And when you learn, that's prosperity. All right, so today, guys, we are going to be talking about something very, 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 very important, especially because it's Father's Day, and we definitely want to give a shout-out to all the fathers that's out there that is really being, like, just amazing mom, dad, or just being dad, or playing uncle, or being uncle, or being grandpa, being your guardian, okay? They, men are amazing. They're fantastic. I know because I'm gay. Um, Michelle. <laughs> it's Pride Month too, guys. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's Pride Month too. Uh, Michelle, why do you think that this uh, podcast, I know we didn't name it to him yet, but why do you feel like this podcast is so monumental to you to really talk about? Because you came up with the idea. Uh, I don't feel like fathers get enough positive credit. I feel mm-hmm. like um, when they're doing bad, it's always put in a spotlight. But then when they're doing good, they can't even get like a little flashlight, you know? Mm-hmm. So I feel like a situation between your father and how the outcome came when it kind of went totally left, I think it's an interesting and it could inspire someone in the same predicament or someone that's scared to speak up. Mm-hmm. I know? definitely agree with you. And I feel like it's not really highlighted enough. I'm just going to be kind of spoiler for what the title is, but um, I feel like it's not really talked about a lot when you hear your son being gay and your father reacting to it in a different way. Yeah. Because I think usually how we think about it is like the father really gets upset about he's it. Crazy. And he's Yeah, like unclean. he's just angry, especially yeah. if it's a it's, if it's a black dad. Mm-hmm. So I feel like hearing this story is very unorthodox. And again, maybe it could help somebody out in their process or um, people could just learn from it. You know what I mean? Or see what they maybe could do differently as fathers. Yeah, so yeah. that goes into like my first question. Why don't you give the people like a background of your father-son relationship growing up? Like, were you guys super close? Were you guys distant? Were you guys just there? Like, what what's the basis, not to go too far in detail, but go in enough detail to make the rest of the story make sense? So, my father and I's relationship when I was growing up was very much, like, it, it was amazing. Like, honestly, like, even though as a child, I didn't really appreciate my dad as much as I do now because... The people that I grew up with, they they didn't have dads around. So, like, I thought it was a normal... I don't know. I thought it was a normal thing for me to have my dad, but I thought it was kind of cool not to have a dad because everybody else didn't have a dad. Not saying that I didn't want one, but it was kind of just like, okay... I don't know if that kind of makes sense, but it's just kind of just like... I appreciated my dad for everything that he did. He was just, like, amazing, but it was just like... I I didn't appreciate him as much as I should have appreciated him because... I realized, like, he's there now, but I guess I just wanted to be like everybody else. But um, our relationship was really, 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 really good. He took me to the movies, like, every Sunday. Um, It was definitely, like, just... just He's, like, the sweetest guy ever. Like, sweetest person ever. Like, he's the sweetest person in my whole entire family. Anybody that's ever, that I've ever met, he's super protective over me. So it was just... It's, it's, it's a really good relationship. I just didn't appreciate him as much, I think, as I, as I should have. 
appreciate it. Okay. Okay. So with that being said, did you ever, you and your dad having that great relationship, was it ever a thought behind it like, oh, he wouldn't accept me if I told him I was gay? Yeah. Like, even though, like, me and my dad relationship, like, was good, he was raised by uh, a military dad. And when anybody knows, if you have a military dad, he is very, like, strict. Like, you got to do, like, my dad would tell me stories about, like, how he couldn't leave the house if his bed wasn't made, if his dad couldn't flip a nickel on it. Like, he had to make it very perfect. He had to make it a certain type of way. His dad didn't like, like, no noise in the house. Like, they had to be silent. Like, it was just certain things that his dad had set in place because he was just so hardened as a military man that my dad was just a little bit hard on me. So, it's not necessarily anything that, like, I would be thinking my dad like wouldn't accept me if I was gay, but I just didn't tell him because he was just so super hard on certain things or he just had certain morals that he wouldn't do. Like one time I said like I wanted braids and like he started yelling. He was like, braids are corny. You're not getting braids. It's just be like just stuff like that. And I was just be like, well, I don't really know what to really kind of like tell him. A lot of times that he would nice, but then sometimes he would just flip out about just little things. So it was just like, I don't know. Like he was a little hard, but he was really nice too, if that kind of makes sense. So, with that being said, what gave you the courage to be like, you know what, now is the time? You know what, I, I guess just telling my dad was just more so, I wanted to feel loved. A lot of times, you know, growing up, because I said I wouldn't give myself to people, I felt like I was so alone, and I felt like I had nobody to lean back on. I felt like I had nobody to talk to or to just be honest with, because I felt like I was putting on a facade for everybody. So I feel like telling my dad my, my deepest, darkest secrets, the things that was bothering me, the things that were just like upsetting me or the things that I never really got to talk to him about, it was just really like a big stress reliever to me. And it was really me being set, me being able to say like, okay, it's okay to be myself. Because I really don't know if people know how it feels. Like growing up gay, you're learned, like you're taught to kind of, if people don't accept you, you're taught to live in a, a box and you're learn you're taught to like really live in a closet even if do people find out even if people do find out that you're gay like my mom she didn't like she I feel like my mom knew I was gay but she always tried to hide it and she always tried to hide it to other people like she saw like gay tendencies within me but then she would always tell her friends like oh his girlfriend or his girlfriend or this is that and the third and my dad would do the same thing too at times like he saw gay tendencies in me and there were a couple of situations that happened but he would still talk to others and be like, okay, your his, his girlfriend, his girlfriend, is this, is that, and a third. And it's just like, they put me in a closet, so I felt like I had to be put in a closet. And I just don't think that people really know how that necessarily feels to really feel like you're trapped. And especially by your parents. Like, even though they not necessarily didn't say they didn't accept you, it's kind of like they still push you in there and they just kind of just don't want to talk about it. And that was me really just opening up and really being myself and not really caring what he really had to say so I would say it was more so about myself and not necessarily him and really figuring out who I was I love that that was deep oh thanks that was deep yeah I, I learned that. some stuff about you and him yeah yeah oh, okay yeah, I mean it explains a lot you know when I come over silent but um <laughs> <laughs> but so how did that conversation start up like was it like uh, how did the thought process come up with like I'm gonna tell him or both? Uh answer that one first. Okay. How did the thought process come up and then I'll ask my follow up question. The thought process came up when I had an argument with you. 
<laughs> me and you had an argument because it was something like really stupid. It was something that didn't matter, but you were explaining to me how I really hurt you, and I didn't know that I that I, that I hurt you. And I was I remember I hurt my dad a lot by just the attitude I used to carry. It was just so toxic. Like the energy just around me, it was just so. Mm, I can't like just so just bad like when I would get an attitude with someone or like I didn't want to speak to someone or they made me mad I would just act like they were just non-existent like my energy used to be so bad like my vibrations used to just be so low and I didn't know how much that hurt him and people when I did it so when me and Michelle you know when we got into our issue I didn't know how that made him feel because you were the first person to tell me how you felt and I was like damn I probably hurt him really bad and he 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 just doesn't know why I act the way I act and I had those attitudes because of trauma that I didn't deal with and around that time I was showing a lot of that attitude and that just uh like they just just this nastiness and in that moment, I realized, like, wow, like, what my intention is, is not what I'm giving off. Like, I'm not giving off anything that's positive. Like, at this point, my life was just bad. Like, it was just going downhill. There were so many things that was happening. Like, I was just, like, I didn't know who I was. And I was, I was just doing, like, all these wrong things. Like, in, a, in an argument with you, teaching on Job, you know, like, just arguing with my mom and me and my dad being, like, completely, like, distanced from each other. And I was just, like, I like I, I really don't know who I am. I was, like, I felt like I was just about to, like, explode. So I felt like, okay, I have to start telling him some things because I felt like if I wasn't really expressing really how I felt and the things that were going on in my life that I really had to tell my dad or just somebody... I felt like I would have really went down a really bad path. Like maybe I would have started doing drugs. Maybe I would have started doing like just something crazy because it it was just a really dark time, like at that time. So I originally was thinking like, okay, I'm going to have a conversation with him. I'm going to talk to him. But then I was just like, I don't know if I can do it because it's just like I... I think I was just scared. So... I didn't want to express that to him, so I just decided just to write him a note of everything that kind of just happened in my life and how I, you know, was molested and that I was gay and that, you know, I had a boyfriend and just other things that's in my life, how I've just been abused, neglect, how I just, everything, basically. Like, just the whole wazoo. Okay, I had to write him a letter. Oh, and it, it, it was on Father's Day. I wrote him that on Father's Day, too, as well anniversary happy anniversary yeah 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 happy anniversary come out story it was definitely different than coming out with my mom though like my mom i feel like we have more so of a it's not necessarily like a me and my mom's relationship was already done like it was it was just like at the point where it's just like i don't have to write a letter to my mom because it's like i really don't care what she necessarily has to say it's like okay i'm gonna tell you how i feel yeah i'm gonna tell you how i feel and then me and you can move forward however we're gonna move forward like yes i would like to move forward with you but then if we don't then i'm okay with that too Mm -hmm. but for my dad it's like all right i'm living with you and it's just like i really was looking for an approval from my dad so it's just like 
I do care about what you say, and I do care about what's gonna what's gonna happen after like we get done this. It's like that's my heart, that's my baby. So it's just like, and I always wanted a closer relationship with him. Like we were close, but I wasn't just able to just tell him anything. So I really wanted to be careful about what I said because I didn't wanna. I was still scared, kind of, kind of thing. Because you know that's my dad. So my next question, which you pro- which you already answered, was yeah. how did you tell him? And you said you did it in a note form. So yeah. As you were writing that note, what was going through your head? Were you actually thinking about what you were writing or you were just writing, like mindlessly writing just to get the information out? Or was it like, ah, let me write this note, uh, nope, that's not right, throw it in trash. Like how, what was that thought process in writing that note? So writing a note process was, I think one of like the most gut-wrenching things I've ever done in my whole entire life. I literally would open up my MacBook and I would just leave the google doc blank and i would just sit there and i remember i was with job and i was just like (laughs) i can't do this i literally slept on it i told you this i think father's day was because that situation that happened with us was in may i believe i think i I, there was when we went when your cousin had that uh that event for black history month Oh, Black History. Uh, it wasn't Black that History Month. Was, it was, was like for the, the for the and yeah for the Floyd. So it wasn't May. Yeah. That was in May. I didn't give him that letter until I didn't write that letter to actual Father's Day, the day I gave it to him. So it wasn't even a couple of days. It was it was weeks. like yeah it was weeks like damn near a month that went by before I actually sent him that. I was like just sleeping on. It. I was like yeah I'm gonna write him a letter because it felt real good like saying yeah I'm gonna write him a letter. I'm gonna do this. First day I was supposed to talk to him about it. I ended up saying I'm gonna write him a letter and I just slept on it. And I was like, I'm scared too. So I would just be looking and looking and looking. I was just like, I don't know if I could do it. And then the day of like the mindset of actually writing it, my mind just, I was scared. I was nervous. And I remember Job left and he was like, you gotta write that letter. Like you gotta write it. And I was just like, all right. And when I started writing it, my mind just went blank and I just started just typing. It wasn't even making sense at first. I was just, typing and just going on like I didn't even know where to start like with you know my molestation and just like things that happened and why I wasn't telling everything because even though our relationship was good um I was very secretive towards him and I wouldn't tell him things because again I was scared of what he might do to somebody else like anybody knows you got a dad and they super protective like you don't want to tell them nothing because they will go off so I had to lay it all out Typing it, typing it, typing it, and it, it was just, my mindset was just, like, just type. I grammatically, you know, put it all together, like, after I got done, but I just was just typing just at first. Like, I just wasn't thinking about it. I knew I just had to do it. I think I think that's key because I feel like a lot of people, like, yeah, they can hear this story. Like, yeah, mm. I told my dad. I told him this is how mm. I told him, but that starting I feel like it's the hardest part. Like, how do I start it? Do I say, dear dad? Like, how do I start? And I feel like you laid it out perfectly. Like, you just let your mind free write, and then you went back so it can make sense to him grammatically. I like that. So I, I'm sorry. I just mm-hmm. thought it was just a really... Now that I think about it, I'm glad that I wrote the note because we were... It, I... You know how sometimes you'll be having a conversation like, damn, like, I wish I would have said this, like, or sometimes they might cut you off or like sometimes mm-hmm. like, you know what I mean? Like, I'm glad I wrote the note because now that I wrote the note, there was no interruptions. There mm-hmm. was no like crying. And then like, we just got over it. There was no like, 
somebody came in and we had to cut the conversation short. Like, you had to listen to what I had. Like, he had to sit down and listen to what I had to say. Mm -hmm. You know, with him not being able to say really anything about it. So, I just love that for me. Uh, I love that for you, too. I love that for you, too, because, like you said, it was no interruptions. It wasn't like you could read his facial expression. So, you're Mm -hmm. like, okay, I'm not going to say this anymore Mm -hmm. because his face doesn't look like... You know, it was no putting things into your own terms because I feel Mm -hmm. like a lot of times in situations like that, people like to start to paint different pictures to talk yourself out of doing it. So if we're having a conversation, I'm already scared to have a conversation with you. And I see that you're just blankly staring at me when you're just listening. Like that's your focus face. (laughs) I could take it as, Oh my gosh, you don't like what I'm saying. Let me shut up. I'm just going to stop. Or I'm not going to say everything I need to say, but putting it into that letter is kind of like, I didn't see you. I wrote everything that I need to say. If you choose to stop right here, then you know, you can pick up right here too, because you're going to hear the rest of what I have to say. So I Mm -hmm. think that is key and I will highly suggest, like, if I can't say, well, I haven't we're not talking about me right now. I will highly suggest taking that route because speaking of someone that did take the let's have a conversation route <laughs> and everything you mentioned definitely did happen between me and my father. Like, everyone kept walking in and yeah. we stopped and it was awkward looks and it was just weird. <laughs> so, I would definitely, if hearing your story, hearing your story first, I would have wrote the letter even though i was there yeah like even though i was there and i know you told me like yeah i wrote the letter i'm like great for you where'd you put it and you're like yeah just put it on the dresser i'm like cool like and that was the end of it but like really understanding the process i probably would have did the same thing i mean it's never too late though so i can do the same thing check back later if you guys really want to know probably won't tell you but anyway i do agree with you though because now that i'm looking at the way how i dealt with my mom and i'm looking at the way that i dealt with my dad after I told my dad, and I know we'll get into that later, we had like, not we didn't we didn't we didn't really even have a conversation about it after that. It like it was an expanded conversation, but when I talked to my mom about it, it was a lot of cutting off. It was a lot of like, no, this is how it really is, and it was conversations that we had to dive into deep after that in order for her to understand. Even when we did the podcast, she uh, she said, "Okay, I understand now," because the first time we had the conversation, we talked about it. She was just. She understood, but it took more conversations for her to understand. So I definitely agree with you. I think the note was definitely a great. It, it was it was it was awesome. And now he can just look back at it like, now you can't get nothing misconstrued. Well, I thought you said, mm-hmm. or I thought you didn't. Nah, this is what I said, baby. And and reading a note is more effective. Simply one, it's not it's science behind it, and two, like you said, with the cutting off, he didn't have the time to think about what his reaction or think about what his comeback was to yeah. what you just said because I don't have anybody to talk to. I'm just reading. Yeah. I'm reading what my son has to say. Yeah. I'm not listening to it. I'm reading it. So he has to actually retain the information, process it, yeah. and then give his response when that time came, which follows into my next question. How was that? Like, after you wrote the note, did you, like, disappear for two weeks? Or, like, did you stay in your room? Did you avoid him? Like, how I definitely how disappeared. Next- <laughs> so my dad was in his room. I made sure that, because I have it down to where, like, now I'm a very observant person. I know my dad is going to leave out the room and when he's going to come back in. And I, I just know his whole routine. So I purposely set it to where, <laughs> I purposely set it to where he was in his room. I had a gift for him. I had the letter for him. It's like, all right, dad, I'm leaving. Bye. And I went <laughs> on to a cookout because my mom was having a cookout that day for Father's Day. So I went there and I purposely turned my phone off because I knew he was either going to call me or text me after that because I was just 
I put it out there and I was just like, all right. It's just like when we first started our, uh, our first started our uh, podcast channel. I was like, let's just do the podcast. I'm not going to listen to it. I'm just going to just put it out there. Y'all see what y'all got to say about it. And I would just then, but I'm not going, I'm not, I don't want to do that. So I just turned off my phone and I just went on a joy ride for a minute. Went to my mom house, stayed there, you know, and then, you know, I went on another joy ride before I went back home. Uh, so he actually texted me though. And I turned my phone back on. I had to, cause I was driving. I was going on a joy ride and he texted me and he was just like, Oh my God, I wonder if I still have the messages. Hold on. But, go ahead. Okay, so the text message read, I love you, son. Like, that's the first thing he sent me. And then he, I was like, well, I love you more. I'm glad you didn't take anything the wrong way. Happy Father's Day. And he was like, no, I didn't, my love. I just wish you would have told me when people were hurting you. And he was like, I'm so sorry you went through this. And he was like, I love you so much. Please never keep anything like that away from me again. It's you and me forever. I love you so much, son. He was like, thank you for giving me you today. And it was just like the sweetest thing ever. <laughs> so, yeah, I literally just gave him all of myself because I usually give him a lot of impermanent things. So this time I just was like, okay, let me just give him me. Just like how I said, I never really truly gave anybody myself before. I love that. And I started want, with you. I, I love that. And I want people to know that that was, that was live messages. That was really the encounter. That wasn't no fabrication down to the emojis. <laughs> yeah, I put other messages out. That was literally it. Yes. Yeah. And I, I just love that. Okay, so now he read the message. Y'all text each other. Yeah. What was the first encounter like when you got home or whenever you seen each other face to face? Was it like, hey, let's continue this conversation, or was it just like, I accept you, let's move on? Um. How did the conversation go? My dad, like, when, there was there was a situation that happened before with. You know, my dad and I, and he was, and uh, he, like, you know, he suspected I gay, and he, he expected I gay. He suspected I was gay, and he already said, like, already, he was like, I don't care, you know, what your preference is, who you like, you know, it still doesn't change that you're my son, like, I love you. Mm-hmm. So that, has, that hasn't changed what he thought. It's just, I guess it was more so my thought of me thinking that, again, he pushed me into the closet. But, um... He already said it before, so he was like, he really didn't care. Like, you know what I mean? It just wasn't a thing for him. Um, he was just really just lovely the first time I seen him. We didn't really talk about it. It was just like real, like just he's usually extra, but this time he was extra, extra. Like an extra so, second so on like, a hug. Yeah, and it was just like, all right, dad. Like, <laughs> we talked about it. Let's not make this awkward. Let's not make it a thing. <laughs> yeah, like, let's not do that. Let's not make a thing a thing this time. <laughs> and um, we talked about it. We were. I was cooking one night, and he was, you know, on the computer, and we were just talking, and he was telling me things about how, excuse me, he was telling me things about, like, his life and sharing things, like, with me, like, with his life and stuff like that, and he was just being more open about it. So, the it was more of a continuation, like, telling me, he was like, well, yeah, like, what you told me in the note, you know, this, you know, he was telling me things, like, okay, well, like, this is how, like, I grew up, and, like, these are the things, like, that happened, and it was... His it was himself telling me more so about himself, mm-hmm. and it was just really cool because I didn't know some things about him, and here's he was sharing some things with me because a lot of my story had to do with you know like some things that happened with me and my mom, and he was telling his story with him and his mom, and he was telling me stories about him and my mom, and it really brought a lot of insight. So it was like a really big continuation, and he just reiterated the fact again like he just doesn't want me to keep anything like that away from him because. 
I understand how it can hurt when you don't tell your parents what's going on with you. Because then they feel like you can't come to them or they feel like you can't talk to them. You know what I mean? So I understand that I hurt him and he just really wants to really be there because he really is an amazing dad. But sometimes we're just in our own way sometimes and we don't let our parents be our parents. You know, we don't allow them to love us or we don't allow them to protect us because we don't really feel like we are protected, you know. I love I love the whole thing of like the whole message behind that is you by you setting that letter, you allowed him you you gave him the okay that it was okay to share more. Cuz had you not sent that letter and had, had you not gave yourself to him, mm-hmm. he wouldn't have gave himself to you. You wouldn't have learned that extra stuff that y'all talked about about his childhood. You wouldn't have learned that situation that he had with your mom and he had with his mom and yeah. you know you open the door for there to be more of a conversation. You open the mm-hmm. door for it to be, okay, well, you told me a little bit about you. Here's a little bit about me. And that's mm-hmm. 21 years after living with this man. Mm-hmm. So I, I, I just love that it's like, it's never too late to start a new chapter. It's never too late to open the door for someone, no matter how long it's been closed. And I just, I just really, 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 really love. And I love that it came out positive. Like it wasn't no like, <laughs> Uh, and that just goes to show that like sometimes we are in our way and we think the worst like I don't know what you was thinking what was you thinking that how he was going to respond you already said he it was an incident before where he was like I don't care what's your preference so like why didn't you just tell him right then and there like yeah well you don't care I'm caving like you know because it, it, it goes back exactly what you were saying it goes back to like you're in your own way and a lot of times you make up a lot of things in your head and then you already expect somebody to just just to do something that you don't really expect them to do. You know, like when the first thing happened, like I, I said this, if you guys haven't listened to it, make sure you listen to me and my mom talk because I talked to her about me coming out and me being gay. Her reaction was to, you know, beat me when she first found out that I was gay. So that was very different because I thought my mom was going to accept me because me and my mom were closer as, you know, as I was growing up and I thought my dad was going to be me, you know, mm-hmm. but it ended up turning out to be the other way. Like, and it just wasn't, <laughs> yeah, it just wasn't like that at all. So I, I learned that things are just like, you got to really just stop thinking and you got to make sure that you're living for you. And I realized that I didn't tell him because I wasn't living for me. Mm-hmm. I wasn't doing things for me. I was doing things for him. I wanted him to feel comfortable. I didn't want him to feel like, you know, well, he has a gay son. So I don't want him to feel like he's, I felt like something was wrong with me. You know, I felt like my molestation, I felt like I did it. I felt like I was the cause of it because I didn't say anything. So I felt like, you know, it was my fault. So maybe I should just keep it under wraps. So I'm not going to tell him because I wanted him to make sure that he seemed like he did a good job. Right. I wanted him to make sure that he felt like, okay, I didn't mess up as a parent. Because I thought mm-hmm. I was a mistake for a long time. You know what I mean? Like, I thought it was, I just thought I was just, I was putting a lot of blame on me. Mm-hmm. You know, and especially when... You know, my mom would find out, like, she would see me doing gay things or she would, you know, just hear about certain situations or things like that. It would make me feel like I was I was doing something wrong, you know. So that's how I just assumed that he felt about it. So um, that's how I felt, you know. And that's the reason why I didn't tell him because I wanted to accommodate everybody and not myself. And you learn that when you get older... When you accommodate yourself, you're accommodating other people. It's mm-hmm. all about yourself first and you making sure that you're okay and either everybody else either has to be okay with it or they don't. You know? So Snaps. 
Um, yeah, that's what I learned. That's I what learned, I learned. I yeah. Learned. So a year later, how yeah. has your relationship changed with your father? My relationship has changed with my father because now it's it's still a process. Like I just don't just I'm not a hundred percent okay with just like yeah, I'm like I got on my like I'm still like a really private person. So it's like even if I was straight, I, I still like when I had girlfriends and stuff like that, or like I didn't tell them I had girlfriends. Like I'm not just like, oh yeah, my boyfriend, blah 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 mm-hmm. blah. Like this is that and the third. Like he knows that like Job is around. My mom knows about Job. You know what I mean? They they both know, but it's just like it's an open conversation. Like yeah, we talk more and it's more like in depth, deeper conversations. Like he mentions like, oh yeah, your boyfriend and blah 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 blah. But it's not like a let's have a power. Like I don't know. We're still like just private people. So. Oh, so he does say the term boyfriend. Because I know, like, even though some parents will be accepting, it still won't be, like, your boyfriend. It would just be, like, your friend. You know, like, that endearing term. Like, your friend. Yeah, uh, yeah. he's, like, now, like, he, he mentions boyfriends all the time. But, like, now I still get skewed out when he says it because I'm not used to it. <laughs> yeah. So it's, like, he said it the other day. He was talking about, like, he was, we were talking about, uh, like, me, like, moving out because, you know, Whatever, we were talking about mm-hmm. us moving out, but he was like, you know, like, you can stay at my house, like, as long as you want to. He was like, you don't give me any problems. He was like, it'll be different if, you know, you had a baby mom and your boyfriend arguing and fighting outside. But he was like, you, like, you're perfect, so it's like, you're fine. Right. So, I was just hearing that, and I was just like, oh. like, I don't know, like, it was just still just yeah, kind of. Yeah, got you new. <laughs> yeah, like, it's just still kind of just, like, weird to me. I'm glad that I told him, but as far as everything else goes, we have very more, very more, I gotta stop saying that. We have more fluid conversations when it comes to, like, our past and, you know, like, things like that and just different stuff. So, it's very, very, very much more fluid. I said it again. Mm-hmm. But it's very much more fluid. <laughs> <laughs> it's very fluid now. And it's very just, very just, it's just easy. <laughs> it's just easy and, um, yeah. Any advice that I would give to anybody, though, like, if you are scared to come out with to your parents or whatever the case may be, is just come out. It's scary. And to be honest with you, I don't know what, what's going to happen or what might happen, but I don't think anybody will understand how it feels to not be yourself. I have literally, because I thought that my parents would react one way when they reacted a whole completely different way. I shut myself out and shut myself down for, and even though I'm not, I don't regret anything, I shut myself down for so many opportunities and so many friends I could have had and just how my life could have turned out differently had I've just been more open with myself. And it really causes a lot of self-hate and Again, I can't emphasize on the loneliness that you feel. And I don't really talk about this, but my years in school were very lonely. I don't think nobody knows how it feels to, well, not anybody, but gay people especially, to have things going on in your life. Maybe it's you getting bullied or maybe it's like just different things going on with you, you being molested and just all the type of things that goes on with you just being gay and just you not being accepted by other boys and and men and you being scared to speak, you know, when you're in front of men because you don't want to, like, 
announce that you're gay because if your voice is like high pitched, people already like figure like you know like certain sport conversations come up and like you have to literally be silent and you have to like act like you're invisible. Um, and you go home and you can't talk about it to anyone because you feel like they wouldn't understand or you feel like you know however you feel like they might respond wherever they want to respond. It's a very lonely time and you can start medica- self-medicating in different ways. And it's not okay for your mental. It's not okay for, you know, anything. It's, it's best for you to live out loud and be who you truly are. Um, and to know that you are perfectly fine just the way you are. And to accept yourself. doesn't matter if anybody else is going to accept you, but to accept yourself. Yeah. I love that. And I, I just want to make a point that, yes, this was based off of your coming out story to mm-hmm. your father. But this is so much more than that. Like, this is, yeah. you can implement this to the listener that's not gay, but also has mm-hmm. a story to tell if their parent, their boyfriend, mm-hmm. their cousin, their aunt, like someone that, something that's bothering you. Like, you can use everything that you said. You can write it in a letter because all those effects will still be the same. Like, it will yeah. still mess with your mental. It will still have you feeling that lonely feeling if you don't feel like you can talk to anybody about anything so i think this is not just for our gay supporters this is also for all of our supporters that's holding on to Mm -hmm. something that's eating them alive that they feel like they can't talk to anyone that no one will understand that Mm -hmm. they have that lonely feeling i feel like this is definitely one for everyone no. Just giving an example through a gay story. I, I definitely agree because it's, it's not just, this has to do with trauma. You know yeah. what I mean? And it's it's it, it, like, it, it's a different type of feeling. Like you just don't, just even just going back to that feeling is just even just bringing back emotions. It's like, wow, like, because you think something, you stop being you. Mm. and people just don't know how it feels like the only time I felt like I could truly be myself is when I was in a room and the door was shut and it was nighttime Mm. I couldn't be myself with anybody else because I felt like somebody else might say something or somebody else may do something and my dad was so such a monumental part in, in telling him and I realized now just thinking about it the reason why I was so afraid is because he represented every man. I was so afraid of boys and men and not because of they were big or strong. It's because I wanted to be accepted. Like, I just wanted to be accepted. Like, again, like, it, it's just a different feeling when you go into a barbershop and you just know you have to be quiet. It's a different feeling when you are just around a bunch of boys and you just know you have to be silent. When you're in a gym locker room and you're with the boys and everybody's talking, but you don't want to say anything because it's like you don't want to come off as gay. You don't want to come off as though people don't like you. Like, I sit in class, like, I used to sit in classrooms and purposely be quiet because I didn't want anybody to, like, think anything of me. You know what I mean? So, really facing my dad was really a, a, a symbol of me facing every every guy that I encountered that I was just shrinking myself for or not speaking for. So, it really is about, like what you said, it really is not just a gay story. It's about you just not being yourself because of a trauma or because of a situation that may happen or because of who you simply are, you know what I mean? And you being afraid to be yourself, it's all about really facing your fears. And um, yeah, I was I was happy to share that because I think that that's something that I never really spoke about, never really said out loud before. It wasn't. And another thing that I just noticed, like listening to you talk, was 
after you had that conversation with your dad, yeah, you were free. It was like you didn't care no more. You started posting more pictures of you and your boyfriend. You started saying, yeah, I'm gay. Like, before yeah. you, it was like, yeah, I knew. You know, even when you yeah. told me, you tried to sneak it in the conversation. It was yeah. like, bro, did you just find out? Because I knew. <laughs> <laughs> but it was like, now you were actually saying the word. And that's why I emphasize that your dad actually said, oh, your boyfriend, because a lot of times it's like, yeah, we know these things, but to actually put a word to it is so much harder. Mm -hmm. So to Mm -hmm. actually start to hear you say like, yeah, I'm gay. This is my boyfriend. This is who I'm claiming. Like, and to actually have your dad go along with it, like, yes, your boyfriend, like no no longer your girlfriend, because for a long time we was married, child. But... (laughs) Like, the acceptance of that word, the power of that word, the power of you just being able to say it for you, the power of him mm-hmm. being able to say it to you, even though it's, like, creepy crawly, it's still, like, yeah, like, it's it's, it's calling the thing a thing. It's a thing. Because it's still, it's still accepting. Like, I just want people to know, like, even after that conversation, it's not like things got better. It's not like, I'm not going to say that. It's not like things got, it's not like everything got fixed. Right. It's not like that happened and it's like, yeah, like, I'm going to bars and stuff like that. That's not me. But I'm just saying, like... You're not a film at all. You don't think so? No. <laughs> no. You get... Never mind. Yeah. Never no. I give king. Yes. <laughs> um, it's, it, it, it's, it's... With that, it's still learning that it's a process. Like, I'm still... Like, yes, I'm very out and open and everything like that. Like, if somebody asks me, I tell them I'm not just gonna wear a gay sign if I'm gay. Mm-hmm. But it's like... Yeah. Yeah, mm-hmm. like, it, it's still just accepting and just reaffirming. Like, every time he says, like, your boyfriend or anything like that, even though I do get cringed by it, it still makes me feel good because I know that he's accepted it. Mm-hmm. You know, and that's a different type of feeling is knowing that. And it's like, okay, I feel good. You know what I mean? Like, I'm accepted. And now that I feel like I'm accepted by him, I don't care what any other man thinks. I don't care what any other man got to say. I'm more confident now. It's like... I was going to say, that goes into, like, the next thing that I was about to say. Like, I never noticed it because I was around you and it was just like, yeah. you always talk to me, so I didn't care what you do with other people. Yeah. But now, when we're out, you do talk more. Like, you do, yeah. you are the first person that, hey, what's up? Like, you don't yeah. care who it is, male, yeah. female, dog, cat. Like, you're talking now. And I just think that's great. Like, we need to get the sound effects popping. I know. Like, we got to. Yes, we because that's, that's great. And I love it. Well, I love thank it. you. I appreciate it. It's just, but, you know, it's just like... And I won't go too deep into this, but it's just like when I would talk to, it's it's, it's even about my trauma. It's even like with, you know, me being molested and stuff, I was very afraid of having sexual conversations. Mm. I was afraid of doing like, I, I, I I was just afraid of things like that. You know what I mean? Cause it's only because like, I didn't want to talk about it. It was taboo. And I was afraid to talk about the things that I did. But now, like, since I've talked about it, like when you really like take that bandaid off and like really just like let the, like the sore or the scar or the wound breathe, mm-hmm. it's like you just become a whole different person. It's like people don't understand the power of communication, the power of talk, the power of word. Like it really is just, very different you know what i mean like it, it's just it, it's a beautiful thing like it just changes you in what in, in use it just changed y'all in ways because i'm black it changes y'all in a way that y'all don't even understand like it is it, it's just a beautiful thing so i'm thank you for noticing that because yes that, that did just bring up a, a very good point so yeah 
Oh, I love that. And I, I'm mm-hmm. done asking on my... I feel like this is very a good... Like, what the fuck? Yeah, she on my list, though, y'all. <laughs> <laughs> Talking to you for too very long. Good. <laughs> <laughs> this is a great episode to listen to whether you're gay, straight, have a coming out story or not. If you have a trauma and 99% of human race has a trauma mm-hmm. of some form. Mm-hmm. This is an episode to listen to for sure. Yeah. Definitely need to like and share and post and send to our fathers, send, send to y'all mamas because some of y'all mamas act like fathers. Uh, not the fathers. Send, 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 send to everybody, y'all. I'm sorry, I messed up your outro, but it's important to send this to everybody. You don't know who could learn from this. Um, very important because a lot of people still do have a lot of biases about having a gay son. Mm-hmm. So yeah, mm-hmm. I'm sorry. You can go ahead. I mean, I just will add in. I feel like everything was said was said. So just follow us on the unorthodox talks. <laughs> Instagram. <laughs> Instagram. At his name Ramon on Instagram, Twitter, and YouTube. And at Fashionable Wealth on Instagram and YouTube. To make it simple, we have the links in all of our bios. That's our Instagram bios. You can just click on the links and everything that I just said will be there as well as in the description box for this. Till next time. Thank you guys. Bye. And happy Father's Day.